We've got lots of transfer news for the Arizona State Sun Devils football team from a jam-packed weekend. And then we finish up the pod, as always, recapping Arizona State baseball. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your host for all things Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes YouTube. If you would like to check out this podcast in a visual platform, you can also check us out on pretty much everywhere that you get your podcast in an an audio platform, if that's Spotify or the Odyssey app. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're free and available Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise content in the whole wide world. Let's not waste any more time. There's a lot of news to get into this week for the Arizona State Sun Devils, kicking off a Monday edition of the podcast. We're going to start with the biggest news that came out of the weekend, and that's former Florida quarterback Emory Jones visiting Arizona State. That's right. It's no longer just speculation. It's no longer us talking about how we would be a fit for the former Gator quarterback and one-year starter for the SEC powerhouse school. There is now a very real possibility that Emory Jones does wind up in Tempe for the Sun Devils in 2022. What exactly does this mean? Well, initially, it doesn't mean much. Right now, it just means that the guy's taking a visit and weighing his options and his future and potentially where he might end up. However, there there are big implications for what this means for the program. For starters, clearly Arizona State wants to continue looking outside for potential starting options at the most important position in all of sports. Maybe Paul Tyson and Trent, Trent Borgay didn't show off enough during spring practice to solidify any kind of confidence in either of them moving forward into the 2022 season. Maybe they're just shopping their options because Emory Jones is such a high quality quarterback that it would be really hard to pass up the opportunity to bring in a guy of his caliber. Regardless of what it might be, the implications here could be huge for the program. So initial reaction, it's just a visit, maybe not a big deal, but big picture This could be really, really big for Arizona State. Now, Emory Jones, I've gone on record as saying this, and I will continue to say so, seems like a more explosive Jaden Daniels, which obviously that would be a huge best-case scenario for Arizona State is if they were to get somebody to just replace Jaden, even if he wasn't as good or better than Jaden, to have somebody come in to help manage your offense for one year as you continue progressing towards a it changing at the guard in terms of like the future of the team. Emory Jones would only be a one-year guy. He is a graduate senior transfer now, but he, he does still have the ability to help the team win now and then give Arizona state a, a, an opportunity to, to continue developing a guy like Paul Tyson, because as number one friend of the podcast, Donnie Druin had alluded to last week, if, 
if Emory Jones were to come in, there's a very good chance that Trent Borgay would want to transfer out. But even if Borgay did decide to stay, this is still best case scenario for Arizona State as Emory Jones, like I said, A, helps you win right now. There, there is no unknown factor. You know what you have with Emory Jones. You have a quality passing quarterback with really good rushing upside. And this, this again, this allows Borgay and Tyson to get another year under their belt developing and getting ready to eventually become the face of the Arizona State Sun Devils offense. But the big picture here is the winning now, and I really want to put an emphasis on that. Right now, Herm Edwards needs to win. There is no other option for him right now with the way that things are falling down on Arizona State, all the transfers that are coming about, the impending the impending conclusion of the investigation that the NCAA has launched against the university for COVID violations during the COVID-stricken 2020 season. There's a lot that is falling on Herm's shoulders right now, and the only thing he can do to save his job is to win football games. The best way to do that is not going with unknowns at quarterback. It's going with someone who has proven that you can win with him and can put can, can put some heat in the seats because there you're not going to get a lot of traction from two unknown quarterbacks coming into this program. There would be more excitement from the fans to see Emory Jones come in. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Jones, Jones was a one-year starter at Florida, sat behind the Heisman finalist Kyle Trask for the majority of his career there, ended ended his his redshirt junior season this past season as a nearly 65% completion percentage as a passer with a very healthy 7.9 yards per attempt, threw for a little over 2,700 yards, 19 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Where he made his money, though, was as a runner, where he averaged 5.3 yards per carry, tallied 759 yards and four more scores on the ground. For what it's worth, he also caught a touchdown on two catches for 28 yards, giving him an additional almost 800 scrimmage yards, five touchdowns to go along with those 2,734 passing yards and 19 touchdowns. So Emory Jones, more than a quality option here. And remember, he was doing this against SEC competition, which included Georgia, that he had to play. And if I remember correctly, they, they played Georgia pretty tight that season. All in all, though, the, like it, it, it really would be a, a good ad for Arizona State to bring in somebody like Emory Jones because Jones has, has proven that he is capable of running an offense. And the most attractive thing here has to be the mobility because Arizona State has been using mobile quarterbacks with the exception of the 2015 season with Mike Bercovici. And even then, he showed off a little bit of prowess as, as a guy who can move and score touchdowns with his legs. You don't have that opportunity here with Paul Tyson. So you would need this, this scenario here where you can stash Tyson for one more year, and that way you can you can officially create some kind of offensive scheme to benefit what Tyson brings to the table. Because right now you have over 10 years of running a, a dual-threat spread offense with guys like Taylor Kelly and Manny Wilkins and Jaden Daniels. You, you need you need at least one more year trying to get your offense prepared, in my opinion, at least. The best way to do this would be Emory Jones. And for like the hundredth time, Jones has proven 
Is he a first-round kind of quarterback? No, he's not. Is he a Heisman contending quarterback? No, he's not. But you don't need him to be. You need him to be a quality guy who can win you six, seven, maybe even eight games and help you stay ball eligible, stay relevant in the Pac-12 at least, so that Herm Edwards can continue to slide by by the skin on his teeth. Because if you go into this year with all the losses that you have sustained, with two unknowns at quarterback, there's a very good and realistic chance that you are not winning enough games to stay in in a in a head coaching position for the Sun Devils, let alone with, with the program entirely. Herm would have to step down, quote-unquote, in a best-case scenario here. And it's not me bashing on Borgay. It's not me bashing on Tyson because I do like, like the upside that they have. However, Emery Jones for the hundredth time is a proven commodity and he's a guy that I trust in 2022. So here's hoping that that visit went really, really well as of recording this podcast late Sunday night, there has been no news here to, to my knowledge. He, he has left the program. He might, he might've taken a long weekend out here, but no word as of yet, whether or not he is going to stay, stay in Tempe and transfer as a redshirt senior quarterback option for the Sun Devils. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up this first segment here of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. When we return for the second segment, there is a transfer who is coming to the Arizona State Sun Devils. Who is that player? We'll talk about that in just a moment. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Now, guys, I know how difficult it is to stick to your New Year's resolutions, but hear me out. Stick to it this year by using Built Bar as your best tasting protein bar snacks. If you haven't tried the Puffs yet, you're absolutely missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And of course, like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are fan favorites with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good, they're going to be your favorite. These bars are low in calorie and high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. And if you go to the macros chart for Built Bar, you'll see that Built Bars contain just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. With tons of flavors to choose from, from mint brownie to coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream, they're all so delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious. It'll be good for you. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started using Athletic Greens because I absolutely hated taking pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. I wanted to check out what the hype was all about. And I've been on it for quite a while quite a while now, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This, of course, is Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, 
your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the only thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all your different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of uh, one, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms. And now for a big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It starts Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Available on the Locked On NFL, on YouTube, and on the Odyssey app. Gotta stay tuned, guys. There's a lot of Sun Devils in this draft, and you don't you don't want to miss anything that's going on with those guys. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and continue talking about current Arizona State Sun Devils football, the status that's going on there. And they did bring in another transfer, this time in the in, in the form of Retarius Torrance, aka Roe Torrance. Nice and simple for you. He's a cornerback coming from the Auburn Tigers. Now, Torrance didn't exactly get a lot of starting time when he was with the Tigers. As a sophomore this year, he really has only appeared in a handful of games, which did not include any games as a freshman in 2020. He only totaled five tackles on the year. He did deflect one pass, and he did force a fumble for what it's worth. Um, Torrance is a former four-star recruit, I believe. I am double check Three-star, excuse me. Former three-star recruit coming out of Hutchinson, Kansas. This dude's big, though, like big, big. They they have him measured at six foot three, 195 pounds. Big press physical guy and a presence on the boundary for Arizona State that they really don't have too much of. Arizona State hasn't had a lot of size on the outside in – quite a while because Lucas was seemingly our, our quote unquote big corner on the outside. And he, he ended up measuring just under six foot officially at the combine. So Torrance is a very different kind of breed for the Sun Devils. And you're hoping that this kind of, this kind of new fresh opportunity for him will be what, what drives him to turn into something great for the Sun Devils. But 
when you're as big and as physically gifted as he is, that's already a huge check mark off your list for somebody that you want to play on the outside and on the boundary. From here, it's going to be a matter of whether or not he can continue to develop and hone his skills. He really hasn't had very many opportunities. And part of that is because Auburn has had some really good corners over the last few years, including Roger McCreary going into this year's NFL draft, who's looking like a top 100 pick. So Torrance transferring to Arizona State, what, what does this mean for the program? So it means that we're continuing to add depth to the defensive backfield. This does not mean that we're not happy with the development of guys like the Markham twins. It does not mean that we're unhappy with the guys that we've brought in, like a like a Corey Bethley. It just means that we're continuing to value adding depth to a position and to a unit of the defense that is going through a lot of changes. This is a very good thing. This is not this is not taking away from any of what we already have. Instead, this is this is continuing to add more talents. Okay. Don't read too much into this. This isn't saying that we're unimpressed with what we have or we're nervous and this, that, and the other. We're just continuing to dot our I's, cross our T's, and make sure that we're doing everything that we possibly can to to make sure that this this unit that was so good for the Sun Devils in 2021 is going to continue to be a good unit for the team in 2022. And that's a tall ask because you're losing like four main contributors. You're basically your four starters with the aforementioned Lucas, Jack Jones, Evan Fields, and DeAndre Pierce are all gone now. You have Jordan Clark coming back. You have Keon and oh, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but the Markham brothers, uh, Kawan. Keon and Kawan Markham are coming back. Uh, Jordan Jordan Clark is coming back, and then. And then from there, there's really not a lot of familiarity. So bringing in Torrance, this isn't this isn't taking away from those guys. Quite quite the opposite. It's it's making sure that those guys are in the best positions to succeed by adding more depth. It's making it so that you're not putting way too much emphasis and way too much pressure on these guys. You're like I said, you're you're really just making sure that your cupboard is stocked and that in a worst case scenario you have bodies to put out there. Thankfully, you have your front seven that even though took a major hit with Eric Gentry transferring out, still has the return of Jermaine Lole and Trevez Moore and the upside of, of other pass rushers like Omar Norman Lott and BJ Green. You still have Merlin Robertson and the Soli brothers, a linebacker. You Your front seven is going to be just fine. So it's a matter of figuring out what the back end of the defense is going to be. And Torrance is just going to be another option for the team to play with. This isn't taking away from anyone they already have. Instead, this is making sure that everything that we do have continues to get stronger. So what does Torrance's addition mean? It means that Arizona State understands that they need to continue adding to a unit that needs all the help it can get. That's pretty much it. I like the addition. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up this second segment here. Not too much to say there, simply because there isn't too much for us to go off of. We're just hoping that he can continue developing into something special here in Tempe. But that'll wrap up this second segment when we return for the third and final segment. 
We're going to go ahead and give you a recap on what happened with Arizona State baseball this past week. This is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting needs, stats, and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including league reviews and news, and this year's basketball playoffs, plus the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action this season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys, without further ado, let's go ahead and wrap up this podcast talking about the Arizona State baseball squad and what they were able to do over this past week. Now, unfortunately, they did only go 2-2 two and two with, a, with a win over uh, uh, California Southern University, I believe. Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. You guys will have to forgive me. But the unfortunate thing is they did only go one and two in the series against U of A, which included a four to 14 loss to end the series. They did take one game into extras, but ultimately lost that six to seven. And their one win against U of A was an eight to five or uh, yeah, an eight to five win over the team for the, for the main major players that we've been focusing on throughout the year so far. Joe Lampy, the leadoff batter, went 8 of 21 with a single RBI. So batting a little over three, uh, 330. Absolutely love to see it, especially to continue building upon what has been a very strong season for him. Sean McClain, only 3 of 17 on the plate with one RBI. Not very strong there. Ethan Long didn't have very many appearances, only only going to the, going to the plate six times. But he was 4 of 6 with a single RBI. Connor Davis was the... Big winner here in terms of RBIs, going 5 out of 15, so batting a little over 300. Again, the 333 range, four RBIs. Uh, Jacob Tobias, who has been a, a stud at in recent weeks, going 6 of 15, one RBI. And Nate Baez, 7 of 13, super hot bat, and four RBIs. Absolutely studly. Meanwhile, for the pitchers, Tyler Meyer did not appear in the four games that they played this last week. The eight, the perceived ace for the team, Kyle Luckham, only went five innings this past week, gave up three runs, uh, nine hits, and only two strikeouts, which is not not very, not very. What what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, 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 it's not what we're used to out of Luckham, considering he is second on the team in strikeouts. Adam Tulloch went four and two third innings, gave up two runs, nine hits. But eight strikeouts, which firmly continues to place him at the top of the team with the strikeouts. Jacob Walker appeared in two games, pitched four and two-third innings, only gave up one run and three hits with three strikeouts. And then Will Levine made two appearances, but only pitched an inning and a third with two two runs allowed, two hits, and three strikeouts. Meanwhile, for the season stats, recapping all those for you, Lampy is now batting three twenty-eight on the year which at one point in time, he was under the 300 mark, so getting right back in the game. OPS right at 1,000 with a 990. Uh, uh, yeah, a 990, excuse me. And tied for the team lead with four other guys with 30 RBIs. Uh, Connor Davis leading the team, of course, with a 340 batting average and has a 957 OPS, also 30 RBIs. Uh, Sean McClain batting 318, 890 OPS, 30 RBIs, and the last guy with 30 RBIs here is 
uh, is uh, is Nate Baez, excuse me, batting 327 with a 943 OPS. Jacob Tobias has himself a 308 at a batting average, 882 OPS, and 19 RBIs. Meanwhile, Ethan Long rounds out our six that we talked about here with a flat 300 average, a 920 OPS, and 28 RBIs. So your top six guys all batting over 300. This has been the story all year long for the Sun Devils. Hot bats and able to put up runs aplenty, but unfortunately the pitching continues to be the weak spot, and that's no difference here. Kyle Luckham, again, the perceived ace for the team, up to 56 in the third innings pitched. A 4-4-7 ERA, which unfortunately you'll take with how bad the pitching has been this year for the Sun Devils. 46 strikeouts, good for second on the team, and a 1-3-7 whip. Meanwhile, uh, Adam Tolick is second on the team with 48 and two-third innings pitched. A really bad number, 6.66 ERA, buddy. You got you got to fix that. I don't care if it's higher or lower, but I am not okay with that ERA. Uh, uh, team lead, 56 strikeouts and a 1.71 whip. Not great. Jacob Walker, 40 innings pitched. And remember, he actually... Uh, pitched in, two, in uh, two appearances this past week, a 7-4-3 ERA, which is just so, so, so bad. It It is the worst ERA of all of our pitchers who have pitched at least 35 innings, 24 strikeouts, and a 1-5-3 whip. Uh, Tyler Meyer, who did not appear in any games this past week, sits at uh, 38 and two-third innings pitch, a 4-6-6 ERA, 37 strikeouts, and a 1-3-2 whip. Meanwhile, Will Levine, has gone five, uh, 35 and two and two third innings pitched. Remember, he also had two appearances this past week. A 4.79 ERA, 24 strikeouts, and a 1.43 whip. The Arizona State Sun Devils are sitting on the season at 20 and 21, just one game below 500. Nine and nine in the conference for a 500 winning percentage in the conference. They are a very strong team at home, 15 and 10, but continue to have their road struggles as a five and 11 team. That being said, that is your update for Arizona State Sun Devils baseball. And that wraps up a Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, such as YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a video platform. You can also check us out on an audio platform via Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or Spotify. We're free and available Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content for football, baseball, basketball, and otherwise in the whole wide world. Do me a favor. Go ahead and make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, just like the Locked on Sun Devils. It's free and available on all platforms. Before we go, make sure you follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36, and make sure that you follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here. 